the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 107 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Happy Wednesday. It's Wednesday, so y'all know what that means. That means it's Wednesday. <laughs> it also means that it's hump day, and I'm glad you guys are getting over that hump with me. Mm-hmm. We're getting over the hump, babies. And who's getting over the hump with me? couple people. First of all, it's this dude. It's DJ Carrot Sticks. Five foot eight, 200 pounds of cheese curds in khakis. Here he is, DJ Carrot Sticks. Yeah, it's hump day. We're halfway through the week. There's light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm pretty sure it's not another train. Yeah. <laughs> oh, before we go further, I need an update on the fasting, my dude. All right, so I made it two and a half days. I made it. <laughs> I made. I made. I made it until lunch today, and I was just kind of feeling lightheaded. So I. Oh, okay. He was lightheaded. So I ate some. What, no. Extra. What broke you? What broke you? Who brought in Nothing. something? No. Did somebody bring in a box of cheese? No. Cheez-its? No. Yesterday, Susie brought in uh, bagels, which are my favorite. Didn't eat them. There was other stuff. No, Monday was bagels, but I didn't eat them. Yesterday I was good and made it home. But today I really just didn't feel good and felt kind of, and I said, you know what? I should eat some. So I ate a piece of string cheese, yeah. one piece, oh. of, and I'm like firing all cylinders right now. Wow. And I'm, I am going to go. a piece of string cheese? Yeah, and I'm going to go have dinner with my sister and nephew. Okay, good. That's worth, that's worth breaking my fast for. Is it going to be a hog down? Because I know it would be if it was me. No, not at my sister's house. There will probably be tofu and some kind oh, of brown that's rice. Right. So, but it's always good. She does a good job. <laughs> All right. We got to bring in our, our, our dude, uh, Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor, a.k.a. Fighting Meadows, who I don't believe has ever contemplated. I might be surprised, but Dave Elhoff, uh, have you ever done a three-day food fast? Because that's what I'm talking about with my dude Sticks. No. <laughs> I just don't even least, understand it. Well, wait a minute. At least on purpose. The oh, one okay. time that I could probably do that was going through <laughs> Sear School, where yeah. you could only have water and coffee. Okay, for how long? About a week. About ooh, that's serious. Okay, yeah. okay, that's the real deal. You and you know. Yeah, you're not uh, quite on the level of the Marines being tough dudes, but that's that's some toughness going on there. Well, the Marines had to go through it, too. The Marines what? Had to go through SEER school, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Resistance (laughs) and evasion. So what happens is they throw you out up in Warner Springs there and turn you. Well, they spend a week training you, telling you you can't have anything but coffee and water. Unless you catch something, some guy caught a rattlesnake, and Ooh. you know that was supposed to be great. Uh, but we basically didn't get anything to eat other than water and coffee for the week. 
Well, at least and, they, and you I, know, and that that's so typical U.S. military, coffee. Yeah, They go make sure yeah. you got some of that government-issue coffee. <laughs> yeah, the worst stuff there is. And then they turn yeah, you it, loose. That they let you go through this field, and then the SEALs come searching for you. And once okay. you're captured, they march you out, and then they beat you up. They waterboard you, and they do all kinds of stuff to simulate a uh, uh, prisoner. A POW warfare. experience? Yeah. Yep. Uh, this is the POW experience. Well, you know what? It, you know, you got to – that's what you all sign up for. This is why – the fact that we're a volunteer force, all the branches is extraordinary that people actually yeah. volunteered to put themselves through that. Talk about exactly. a sacrifice for our country. That alone. I mean, just the training is a sacrifice, <laughs> let alone yeah. if you have to actually go into wartime. I mean, seriously, I don't think I could ever take a job that involved me being tortured. Okay, but y'all do it. Speaking of jobs and, and core, um, I don't know if you heard this announcement, Dave Elhoff. We've got a new Corps happening, and I'm not talking about a new Marine Corps, a new version of the Corps. No, we've got today the big announcement. We've got the American Climate Corps. Are you ready, Elha, for the American Climate uh, Corps? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, this is real. This is real. Think about this. Tw- the first year, 20,000. 20,000. Boots on the ground. I don't know what they're going to be doing, but we're going to have 20,000 of Greta Thunbergs roaming around the U.S. Here's what they said. Here's what they said they're going to be doing. Um, They're going to be uh, doing the important task of, quoting here, conserving and restoring our lands and waters, bolstering community resilience, deploying clean energy, in many cases distributed and community-based, implementing energy efficiency technologies that will cut consumer costs for the American people. Yeah, right. Um, And advancing environmental justice. There it is. So we literally now have, how do you advance environmental justice? This is like a police corps. Environmental justice. Environmental, what is environmental justice? Yes, can you explain that to me? I don't even know what it is, but let me tell you. Yeah, this is this is the I can tell you this is the jackboots of tyranny. This is a new version of the brown shirts that are going to be roaming around. You what? You've got a gas stove in your house? What you doing with that gas stove? What you know? We're we're here to visit you. We're here to visit you because you flushed your toilet three times this week. That's literally where we're going in this country. Uh, I'll tell you, AK, that's exactly right, because what that all means is more regulations. As we all know, the more regulations, the less freedom and the more expensive life is to live. So there you go. More regulation. That's all. They're trying to control you, people. They're trying to get in your head. They're trying to get in your pocketbook. They're trying to get in wherever they can to take away your rights and privileges and freedoms. So yep. this is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And so, and, and, and for them to say uh, implementing things that will save Americans money, uh, save Amer- by forcing people to buy electric vehicles they can't afford. We had Gregory Wright, Stone on last hour, was talking about poor people can't afford these EVs. They certainly can't afford used ones because the replace the battery costs 25, 30 grand. There's nothing affordable about this. And then Jerome Powell, he comes out today. 
first of all, Janet Yellen in the last two days has made insane comments like, where our job is to keep gas affordable as it's now $6.10 a gallon in my neighborhood. Then she said um, that, um, yeah, this, this uh, she, you know, she's the same woman who said that inflation was transitory. Now right. we've got today, I think I sent you the quote from Jerome Powell saying, you know what, households right now are doing really good, Elhoff. They're in really good shape. <laughs> Wages are really strong right now. The labor market's strong. I sent you the quote. I, that's some weapons-grade level gaslighting and lying, don't you think? Uh, it's it's unbelievable, and you know they keep keep taking things out of the core inflation that is the most important. So it, it, these guys are lying to us, folks. We yeah. all know what's going on when we go to the grocery store and the gas pump. You're six ten over there in San Diego. I mean, come on. Right, and then he goes on to insult. He goes on to insult the American people in polling that are that are saying that you know that it's it's abysmal and they're in horrible shape and completely contradicting him. And he says that oh, that's just people. Their behaviors are different. They're going and filling their gas tanks. They're you know they're just saying that they. Of course, everybody hates inflation, so that's why they're answering that way. But we can tell by their behaviors that they're really on board with it. That's basically what he said today, which is so insulting to the American people that are crying out through these polls and saying, we can't take it. We can't afford to it's feed our ab- kids and live our lives. It's an absolute lie. Period. Yeah. That's what it is, an absolute lie. People are not comfortable. People, I, I'm telling you, this guy and the government that's in charge up there, they have no clue of what is going on in the real world because, you know, they don't feel it in their pocketbook. They probably don't have a car that they drive every day. They probably are taking trains or government limousines to go to their meetings all day long, and they never know what the price of gas is. Like Pete Buttigieg, our department – yeah, Pete, thank you for bringing that up because Pete Buttigieg, who's head of our Department of Transportation, flies private everywhere he goes. Yeah, with these gas-guzzling PJs, private jets. It's absolutely insane. Meanwhile, Americans are are struggling, and we we got a lot to figure out. Uh, we talked last week about how the the uh, their um, answer to solution to inflation, jacking up interest rates, hasn't worked. So now things are even worse. Uh, American people are left to, to to try to figure out how to go forward and what to do. It always kills me those people in the government is that they get to. I'm talking to particularly the leaders of this stuff because they do travel around in luxury and they do go and eat usually on somebody else's ticket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Our ticket yeah, I usually at the white house. I didn't notice any inflation rounds. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to notice inflation when you're not having to pay for anything. <laughs> the taxpayers are. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let's talk solutions. Let's talk solutions. Um, because we know the government isn't where, you know, the Republican party, you know, oh, we're going to, we're going to, what, you know, Kevin McCarthy coming out and saying, I don't know, understand why the freedom caucus doesn't want to go along with my deal that I cooked up. It's spare. You know, it cuts 8% spending, which it doesn't do. We talked about that last week. We got to figure out our own households have to make decisions for ourselves, knowing that our government is running us off the rails. So what does the average American do in trying to figure out? 
their finances, Elhoff. And what, what did, do they buy a car or do they not? Um, do they buy a home or do they not? How do they figure this out? It's all difficult decisions, and it takes a conversation. And you need to have a conversation. It's like, you know, having someone looking over your shoulder to help you along or mentoring you a little bit. What if you did this? What if you did that? Most people, what do they do? They go into the car showroom, and the guy comes out and says, okay, how much can you afford? Okay, mm-hmm. 350 a month. Here you are, it's 350 a month. Sign here. Yep. Yeah. I have no idea what interest rates are, <laughs> what they're buying, or anything. I mean, that's the way it goes. That's the question they first ask. How much you want to pay? <laughs> yeah, and I would never answer that question. I would tell them, no, no, because, I, you know, I, I, of course, I used to do finance deals for Xerox. Um, but I, can, we, can you hold over the break, Elhoff? Because I've got some listener responses I want to address with you when we come back. Financial All Thought right. Doctor is going to stick with us, so don't you go anywhere. You stick around as well. Andrea K telling you like it is all while eating a donut. The Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Glad to have y'all with me. Continuing on with financial thought doctor uh, about economy and what you can do. Um, I wanted to hold you over the break because I got some emails from some peeps when we had the discussion about reverse mortgages. And I don't even remember now what the specific scenarios were. But I, 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 one was that he doesn't like reverse mortgages because he gave a scenario in which it didn't work. Nobody said that they work for everybody. It's just they might work for you. And if it does, it could be a great tool for you. Correct, Elhoff? It's a very powerful tool. The whole problem, anyone that has lost their property because of a reverse mortgage was because of two reasons, okay? And it had nothing to do with the reverse mortgage. They didn't pay their taxes, folks. If you have a regular mortgage or if you don't have a mortgage and you don't pay your taxes, the government's going to come and get your house. The other requirement is that you live in your house while you have the reverse mortgage. If you move out, you gotta sell it and pay the reverse mortgage off. The only other possibility that could happen is that if you didn't take care of the property, if you let it go to hell in a handbasket and it didn't make repairs on it, which if you're living in a home, most of the time, most people wanna make sure it's in good working order and you keep repairs up on it. So right. people say they don't like reverse mortgage. They don't understand it. Number one, it's just a mortgage. It's not signing your home over to the bank. You think right. it's just a mortgage. Just there's like still the mortgage so many myths. Yes. Right. So, you know, there's so many tools out there for you. You don't have to be in despair of what's happening with the government. There's, you know, everybody is different. We don't do customized. We don't do any advice here on the Andrea K show. We do news you can use. We give you ideas. I, I connect you with experts that can help you and do a customized approach. We talk, I, I, I cringe every time I hear these gold commercials. I'm not against gold companies that sell gold. I don't like, and I've said this many times, that this that what's being presented by most conservative um, you know, outlets is that the solution to everything is gold. And well, it may be something you might want to add to your just, portfolio. 
that's not just gold. That's anything you should. Oh, you, you know, you should buy dirt. <laughs> that's yeah. the only thing you need to do. Okay. Yeah. You should buy an annuity. That's the only thing you should do. You should buy Apple when it's worth ten dollars a share. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> if, if you're going at it with one club and saying this is the only thing you need, that's the point you're making. Ak is yeah. yeah. that it's just gold. It's right. everything out there. You can't go and say this one thing is going to solve it. And everybody's situation is different. So, Elhoff, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. 619-548-0965. 619-548-0965. And you Thank can you also go to financialthoughtdoctor.com. And Alrighty. there's a lot of information there. But the best thing, folks, is it was somebody to look over and give you a different set of eyes looking at your financial situation. What you see and they see are going to be very different, and we may be able to help you. Yeah. All right, yep. my dear. And it doesn't cost right. you anything to have a conversation with Al Hoff. Nope. So, nope. you know, it's for, it's for your benefit. So thank you for being here, my dear, and I'm glad right. you survived a week of All no right. food, just water and government-issued coffee, my dear. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Talk at you later. All right. Um, okay, so get this. Speaking of the economy and California, and uh, I don't know how to segue from this. this. The district attorney in Sacramento is suing the city of Sacramento for the homeless problem. <laughs> I don't even know how that works. I don't even understand the point of this. He's literally suing. He says that the homeless problem in Sacramento is worse than San Francisco. Well, yeah, I'm sure it is. I don't know that I don't know that it could be any worse than San Francisco, quite frankly, except that the Sacramento area is probably larger. Maybe that's why that's going on there. The problem is we have a homeless crisis all throughout the state of California. But what's why is it why is it specific? Why is this DA suing Sacramento and the city of Sacramento? Let's look at suing. Well, let's, uh, how about suing the Biden administration for this open border and the invasion that's happening, bringing in the fentanyl? How about suing the CDC for lowering the controlled substance category for pot? How about suing your state that legalized pot? The majority of these homeless people are drug addicted and mentally ill, and those two are typically tied together. I have reported how many times about marijuana being tied to an increase in a borderline, not borderline, a bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. I think 40% of all schizophrenia patients right now are tied to pot use. The government wants this, man. The Democrat Party wants this. They could solve this homeless problem right now. They could solve it right now. They could get them off the streets, force them into drug rehabilitation, force them into mental health institutions, and if, they, and, 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 and if they can't get better and get out of there, they stay in the institution. It's actually not a complicated problem to solve. And then, I, get, I don't know that we're, we can ever get the toothpaste back in the tube and, and make drug use illegal, but we certainly don't have to make it as accessible. as I, I, I don't know why we couldn't. I mean, we've gone back and forth over alcohol, right? Banned it and unbanned it and banned it or whatever. We certainly don't need uh, – this is – it's just – the Democrats love the use of the Department of Justice. They love lawfare. 
part of the problem we have in this country is we have too many elected leaders. Uh, and of course, a district attorney is an attorney. But these Democrats, you know, uh, the party itself, well, both parties are typically run by attorneys. And, you know, they, they're adversarial. And it's all about the use of law to further their agenda. This is probably the probably the purpose behind this is like it's like Jim Jordan said to Merrick Garland. Yeah, you're face saving your face saving indictments of Hunter Biden. That's all that was. Phony indictments over those gun charges that are going to go nowhere to, to, to try to make us believe that there's justice in this country. This district attorney, no doubt, this is a part of the Demo- what how many Democrats got together and thought, I know. Californians are sick of this homeless crisis. Let's do some phony, stupid, moronic lawsuit from a a, a city DA against the city. (laughs) I don't even know if that's his jurisdiction. Isn't the district attorney supposed to be prosecuting actual criminals? Oh, yeah, that's right. The Democrats don't care about that. No, we've got a district attorney wasting taxpayers' dollars, uh, filing lawsuits against the city over homelessness, a crisis they've created and manufactured. And refuse to solve instead of, I know, how about this, actually prosecuting criminals in this country? Did you guys see this 13-year-old girl here in California who was attacked by a grown woman, 13 years old? She comes out of the restroom. She sees this grown woman, this 13-year-old girl. She looked like she, I don't know, 110 pounds maybe. And here comes two-ton Tessie and just literally begins to attack her in a McDonald's. And the worst part of the story is... Nobody did anything to save this 13-year-old girl. Finally, I think the husband of Two-Ton Tessie came and got the woman off of this child. Because probably he finally wised up and realized that if she continues to go any further, she's going to literally crack this kid's head open. And then she might, might, uh, might spend a day or two in jail. Not much beyond that. If you haven't seen the video of this kid being beaten, uh, and, and by the way, both African-American. Both African-American. That may be one of the reasons why nobody, no Democrat uh, and, and Libby outlet, lefty outlets are, are covering the story because they can't get any play out of it for their identity politics game. But the crime wave across this country is out of control. We are a savage, barbaric nation at this point. When we allow, and we can't just blame political parties. But the cultural decline in this country, and uh, 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 it, it's astounding to me. Sticks, can, can, I don't believe for a second that if you saw a grown woman attacking a 13-year-old child in a McDonald's, you sit back and let that happen. No. I mean, you got to get in between that. I mean, it wouldn't yeah. take much to break it up. But to well, this this was, this no. was this was a large woman. But where are the men Go in this low. country? Go <laughs> What do you mean, go low? Well, because she, you know, go low. She'll go off balance. She's got a <laughs> go at the knees. Yeah, go at the knees. Bowl, <laughs> bowling ball style. <laughs> Sonic coming right at your kneecaps. <laughs> That's exactly what we needed. Yeah, you know, I mean, look, l- listen, listen. Sticks has the play already in his head, ready to go if it ever happens. Okay, rest assured, your 13-year-old comes out of a bathroom and at a fast food restaurant and gets attacked by a two-ton Tessie uh, woman. He's going to take her out, okay? Sticks in the mix. 
sticks in the mix, baby. But seriously, what is going on? Now, you took a class about male toxicity. Where's all these toxic males? How come the we, where's all these toxic males we've been hearing about? Uh, I'm sure they're out there. But, I mean, I think both sides are just as toxic. Toxica. Well, I'm being facetious because we supposedly have all these overly aggressive men out there, but they're not stepping in to save a child. Oh, I see I'm seeing, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the left has been attacking men. Oh, don't mansplain me and stop your manspreading. And, you know, um, male toxicity in terms of just you brutish, you know, terrible men. You know, and yet here is a woman, you know, attacking a 13-year-old. And where are the men out there? I, I don't get it. You see videos like this all the time. And I don't know if it's why people don't get involved, why they don't, why they, everyone just sits back and lets this happen. It's sickening. It's almost it as is. sickening as the act itself that someone's, and then the people that videotape it, it's oh, just yeah. mental sickness. Yeah, yeah. So you think about this 13 year old and by the way, I saw the images, um, by the, by the parents. I mean, the bruising in her face and around her eyes. I mean, she was beat up, right? Um, and now she's got to live forever with this video having gone viral of an attack that took place against her as a 13-year-old. Let me tell you, she's going to be suffering PTSD. Maybe not full PTSD, but, but she's going to struggle with this. It's going to make her think – about, think about if you've gotten attacked. Think about if you've been carjacked. You wouldn't be nervous at times at night driving around sitting at a red light? Of course you would. This, this is the kind of attack that leaves lasting scars on a young child. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Trump speaking in Iowa today. We've got some fun clips uh, from Trump to share with you guys when we come back. Don't go away. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, forgot to tell y'all, don't forget about our podcast. Download it wherever you get your podcast. Do we have a podcast update, my dude? I know there was some, there are some new ones up there. Okay, oh, excellent. Last time That's I looked, I, I believe the 15th and the 16th, maybe the 15th and the 18th were up. See, we're getting there, babes. We're we only are. a couple days behind. Surely so thank you. Slowly but surely, it's and then, happening. And so. then people can see that you're right about everything. Absolutely. It's a little flashback to uh, AK being dead on and balls on, as always, by the way. Um, so, yeah, the podcasts are up. Also, we've got a 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. Follow me on all the socials. Email me at com. Okay, so um, we are approaching uh, debate two for the Republican primary nomination. And so far, it sounds as though Trump is not going to go to the next debate uh, in follow-up to the fact that he didn't go to the first one. And I'm kind of thinking he's got the right idea here because it it seems as though his lead is solidified. And um, it's, you know, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot that DeSantis is going to be able to do in order to try to catch up with him. I mean, he's doing everything. I think DeSantis is next going to be going to Texas. I think that's the plan. Um, and I think I, I think that, uh, I, I don't remember if this is accurate, but I think there's an old saying that you've got about 30 seconds to make a first impression. 
And typically people's first impression of you is lasting. You can, you can change it a little bit, but that's just, would you agree sticks that, that, you know, and politics may be a little bit different because there are people that will shift in terms of who they're going to vote for, but typically your impression of somebody is, is pretty, it's pretty quickly made and it tends to stay there unless something dramatically happens to shift your opinion. Do you agree yeah, or disagree? No, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, it, in fact, if it's going to shift, it's typically to the negative, right? Yes. It's very rare that you've got a negative impression of somebody first off. And then later on you go, I've had that happen. I have misjudged some people, met some people who were going through a really bad day and they were mean to me or nasty or whatever. And then when I met them before, it's like, I, I, I met them later. I realized that, you know, they were just having a really bad day, but that's rare. Usually, you know, uh, you meet somebody and, you, uh, you know, especially if you've got good intuition about people, if you've got a negative, it, because typically um, people put out who they really are, you know, um, that, you know, uh, what's that old saying? No matter where you go, there you are. Yeah, that's how it rolls. And I think that DeSantis, as a great governor, uh, wasn't necessarily as well known as he thought he was. And as people started getting an impression of him, it wasn't that positive because like it or not, Politics is a lot about, as most sales campaigns, is a lot about charisma and personality. And he's just lacking in it. What's going on with DeSantis is exactly what went in, in this primary presidential primary race is exactly what went on in his first run for governor. And he almost lost, but for Trump coming in to save him. He, once he got the job, it's kind of like an actor. There's lots of actors that are horrible at auditions. Great actors. But an audition is not the same as acting on a job. And, uh, you know, and some, there's some phenomenal actors out there you'll never know of because they stink at auditions. And it's the same thing. It's like a job interview, right? And, the, it, and that's, that's the, the way it is, is when sometimes when it comes to campaigns, you can be somebody who's a great governor, but if you can't sell yourself on the campaign trail, it's a problem. And that's the problem he's got right now. So I don't think Trump has any need to go into the next debate. Nobody else but DeSantis has in, in even remotely a shot to take him out. So why would he go? Um, it, it, he was speaking. Instead, he might as well do what he did today, like speak in Iowa. I would tell him to stop doing media. Stop doing interviews. One of the things he said in Iowa today was Megyn Kelly got nasty on him because she asked tough questions. She didn't get nasty on him. Um, you're not going to just go around and do in interviews with people that are going to be soft on you. Uh, you're Trump, okay? So stop. And you set the stage for you, Trump, to get into some issues with your court cases. So, but what I would suggest that he do is continue to go and give speeches and rallies like he did in Iowa. And I want you, and I agree with him what he said here about 2024 being the most important election in our lifetime. Sticks, if you can play that. Less than four months from now, each of you is going to cast the most important vote of your lives. It's going to be the most important election of all of our lives because our country is going to hell. With your support, on Monday, January 15th, we're going to win the Iowa caucuses in a historic landslide. We're going to crush Crooked Joe Biden. We're going to crush Crooked Joe. Next November, we're going to make America great again in the most important election in the history of our country. I absolutely agree with him. There's been some other 
incredibly important elections, pivotal elections. Uh, 2008 was a pivotal election. The progress at, at, at rapid speed to destroy this country and transform it, according to Barack Obama's vision, uh, has been remarkable. And we could have stopped him in 2012, but for the Republican Party shoving Mitt Romney on us. Uh, I think it, the, whether or not Trump can win the general comes back to whether or not the Republican Party and the Republican National Committee is going to do their job in the elections. And, 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 and whether or not the American people and the voters out there in, in the Republican Party and conservatives are willing to do our part, the hard part. Knocking on doors, making phone calls, working the polls, being willing to do ballot harvesting. We can't complain about it. We can't complain about our elections if we're not willing to do something about it. Here is Trump making what I thought was a really clever quip about his court cases and illegal aliens. Sticks, if you can play the next one. Now, by contrast, in his first 100 days in office, crooked Joe Biden and the radical left Marxists took 94 open border actions. Think of it, 94. He canceled the border wall, ordered a virtual shutdown of ICE, implemented nationwide catch and release. Nobody's ever seen the kind of things he did. They got to hate our country. Ended remain in Mexico. Remember, remain in, used to be remain in the United States and come back in five years for your court case. Me, I get a court case in 30 days. They get, takes them five years. Takes them five years, come back, and they never show up and nobody cares. They ripped up. Absolutely. The truth is spoken in jest, right? Absolutely. They're able to file and get the, and get court cases. Like, you look at the rapid speed in which these Democrats are making able to make all this happen. In the middle of the Trump, they, Trump administration, they had uh, the Russian collusion hoax. They launched six months, wherever, however long into the Trump administration. And by the end of it, they had people investigated, prosecuted, and thrown in jail. But when it comes to these illegals, oh, yeah, they, they release them. Oh, come back and come back in five, six years, knowing they're not going to come back. Nice ploy. Nice ploy. Um, okay, before we, we go, I got to tell you guys that Don Jr. is saying that he was hacked on X. And there was some uh, uh, obviously messages that went out, some tweets that uh, didn't have it, that were clearly not from him. One of them was, I'm sad to announce my father, Donald Trump, has passed away. I will be running for president in 2024. Uh, another one said, some interesting messages with Jeffrey Epstein. And this is just North Korea. This just in North Korea is about to get smoked. <laughs> I actually think it's funny. I don't, sometimes it's, it's. Uh, funny to me when people get hacked, high, high profile people get hacked because then some funny stuff tends to occur. You know, we, we might as well laugh about it, right, Sticks? For sure. All right. We're going to take a break. Final segment of tonight's Andrea K. Show. I feel like I need to find something we can laugh about in this last segment. Every topic so far has been rough. Stay tuned. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Wrapping up the show tonight. Um, I've got my uh, roving reporter, DJ Carrot Sticks. He has a news story that he needs to share with us tonight. Well, you know, every once in a while there is something. I know you would never go full vegan, but every once no. in a while there's a story or images that would push me towards maybe going that way. There's a video that's going around on TikTok, and it's this truck that's just spewing out it looks like ground beef but it's like entrails and animal byproducts um it looks like you know those gas tankers those like silver round cylinders yeah like that big yeah Yeah, it's that but it's literally overflowing with with entrails and meat and it's spewing out onto the freeway how does meat overflow and spew out? Well, is there liquid in the, there? I mean, is the, this liquefied? I mean, it is. I need to know. I don't have TikTok, so I don't. I can't. I'm trying to imagine what we have going on here. It, it kind of looks like ground beef, but it's definitely not. Um, and it so that it shows the truck is out of. Did at, a cow? I mean, serious serious question. Did a cow explode here? I mean, do we have an explosion that took place? No, no. This is because so we, there's this trucking service, and it's called Bumgarner Services. And they take care the of the name alone makes me giggle of uh, like raw meat, uh, like from facilities and stuff. I don't know if it's old or just the parts they don't use, which I'm surprised because I thought they used all of it. I thought like the scraps went into dog food. But well, uh, yeah. And who transport transports like open meat? Where, where like, shouldn't it be in some kind of package? Or I guess that's what the cylinder is. That it's it, but well, there's no lid on top, and so when it takes off from the, oh. it's it's on a, it's at a red light, and when it takes off, when the light turns green <laughs> and it takes off, it looks like a hundred pounds of the stuff comes flying out the back, <laughs> dripping down the side onto onto the road, and the person video. It sounds like an aut- It's like a crime scene. It sounds oh, like a oh, crime yeah. scene. It's like an autopsy. Well, it looks like something out of a horror movie. <laughs> But I wonder. Is this a joke? No. Are you? Are, are we being pranked? Google it. Look it up. Bub, just search Bub Gardner Services, and it comes Bub up. Bub Gardner. Look um, at look. My my dude Bub might need to find a new line of work because I mean, and this is just see, and the U.S. government's going to be like, see, look at this Bum Garden dude. This is why. This is why we got to make you eat lab grown meat. Okay, yeah, Bum Garden. Maybe or that. Bub maybe that's why. Maybe that's why they did it. Maybe it's on on purpose. They probably did. It's a it's a hoax. It's a it's a meat leaking meat spewing hoax, but what is it called? Bum Bum Gardener Services Incorporated, and okay. they 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 say that they're a transit or a freight company. But if you look up some of the things, it says uh, Bum Gardener Services. They do septic tank stuff. Um, well, they've only got a four point on the reviews, so you know it well, should go down because the guts are flying out everywhere. I wonder if uh, we could they pay- gave. Uh, here's what a good review uh, summary. Here, somebody said they gave plenty of free beef to all the hungry people. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> oh. <laughs> somebody. <laughs> put my streets stay extra beefy. <laughs> Oh my this company, goodness. Who needs a store when every morning I could come on Jim to drive by and and hold out my bucket? <laughs> oh, that's too funny. 
Well, you would think with all the regulations and all the laws, I, and stuff, listen, uh, I this cannot person, believe. I was, hang on, this person, I was traveling through North Wilkesboro, North Carolina, <laughs> minding my own business, going about. I can't even see through my tears, going about my way. I looked at the at the clock, and, I, and lunchtime was drawing near. I could feel the old familiar feeling in my stomach <laughs> starting to fight with my cheekbones. This guy's a good writer. <laughs> This guy's a great writer. Starting to fight, starting to fight with my backbone and growling something fierce. So I began to search for a place a poor fellow could get some vittles without having to spend an arm and a leg. Time's been hard on us lately, you know. So as I ride the highways and byways of this lovely North Carolina town, imagine my surprise when I saw a tank truck emblazoned. Baumgartner Services, just ahead of me. (laughs) I know the tank said not intended for human consumption and inedible, but I'm just a simple possum, not a human. (laughs) And I don't know what inedible means. (laughs) I can't keep reading. This guy wrote in the form of a possum. A review. He wrote, yes. It's a very big fluffy fun. (laughs) Where's the beef? Some hamburger place again. It Where's wasn't the beef? first it's on the person. road in North Carolina. Yes, exactly. Oh, I was transported into a gastronomical paradise, the likes of which my poor little marsupial eyes had theretofore never. Who is this writer? Who That's has funny. time you to pen get an something? Award. I'm serious. Send me that. I, uh, I got to read that. I I dutifully followed this truck. Nigh on three miles, refilling my hungry maw with each new eruption of this delicious poultry-tinged delight. This is the best thing I've ever read. It's time for some <laughs> Jack in the Box tacos. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to send this to you. All right, my dude. Thank you for bringing me that story <laughs> and the giggles. See you tomorrow. 6 p.m. Pacific time, peeps. Don't eat the food spewed out of a truck. Just saying. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.